Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I'm your host. Hello everyone, welcome to Azeroth. Today is August 31st, and here's what's going on in World of Warcraft. So what did I get up to last week in World of Warcraft? Well, on Dragonflight, my Fury Warrior, I've gotten up to 1,400 Mythic Plus rating, which I'm really proud of. Uh, I, I'm doing it all pugs. I've got I've got no guildies to run with, so I'm doing all pugs. And I tell you, getting into a Mythic Plus group as a Fury Warrior is a challenge, especially at my item level, which is I think around 424. But I'm I'm definitely applying to a lot of groups. I can't run my own keys because no one joins, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm doing my best out there. Uh, last week was a really good week. I did a plus 12 Ultimon. Uh, last week was Fortified Storming, and I don't know what the third affix was because I only did a 12. But uh, it was a really good week. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I, I have fun. I'm, I'm having so much fun playing in Dragonflight. It's just it's a really good go in and just beat the crap out of things game. So, um uh, versus classic, which is uh, it's much slower pace, but we'll get to classic. So anyway, I did the Abarus raid. Uh, this is the second time I've cleared it since I came back for season two. It's it's a fun raid. It's it's really enjoyable. It's it's really easy. Um, I'm, I'm, you don't have to think very hard with it. I did. I actually did it with two separate groups. So I did the first five bosses with one group, and then I found a group that needed the last four bosses. So. I switched to that group after the first group fell apart and was able to knock out the raid. So that that felt really good to go in there and, and, and just really just pug life. It It's it's so easy. So um, I think that's all I have to say about that. In Classic Hardcore, I died, which is not a surprise. It's, it's hardcore. You, you're going to die if you're not careful. And I was not careful. I died at level 7 on my Paladin to a Murloc in Elwyn Forest. So I was not watching my health, and I was being a very naughty Paladin, and I didn't use any of my tricks because I was being an idiot. So uh, I really just wasn't paying attention. And so I started a Mage. Mage is now level 18. I'm being much more careful. I'm taking it much more slowly, and I'm really enjoying it. The Mage is actually really fun. I'm surprised the Mage has so many... Uh, it has so much utility at a low level that you don't even think about when you're just playing normal classic era because it, the uh, amplify magic and the dampen magic dampen magic is fantastic especially if you're running around by yourself you put that on those casters come at you it's like Psh, come on please I've got dampen magic you can't kill me but seriously the the mage is a lot of fun I'm having a blast frost and single target really really slow the Frost is so I, I was originally going to go fire, and I and I looked at the trees, and I realized that frost is going to be more useful single target because I, it slows them down. So with fire, if you can kill them before they get to you, you're good. But if you don't, you are screwed. So that's where I am on on classic hardcore. I'm having a blast, and I I, I just I love it. It's it's a great game mode, and I'm really happy Blizzard implemented it. Let's talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight.
Okay, there's a new cinematic for 10.1.7, and if you haven't seen it yet, I suggest you pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. I'll give you a few seconds. Farak versus Viranath, holy moly, that was awesome. They went at each other verbally, and then with the classic power beams meeting in the center, Iron Man versus uh, Captain America type, uh, type fight, it was so good. Uh, but I, I love both of those characters. Eridicron's kind of like turning out to be the boring character. Like, he's the schemer. He's the mastermind. These two are so interesting. Virnath and Farak. Farak is like the, the crazy psychopath that is power-hungry and will just kill anyone that gets into his path. And Virnath looks like she's just angry and bitter and resentful and is just mad at the world and just wants to take that out on someone. So... Is this a powder keg? I don't know. Fire versus frost? We'll, we'll see. Uh, is there going to be a redemption arc for Varanoth? Maybe. Maybe there will be. I don't know that we'll ever see a true redemption arc for her, but she hasn't done anything particularly heinous. She even hinted with Queen Alexstrasza that they had a history of, of them being friends in the 10.1.5 cinematic, but we'll see. We'll see what, what ends up coming from this in 10.1.7. Speaking of 10.1.7, we're still on schedule for September 5th. The features in 10.1.7, we've discussed them previously, but we'll just give a quick recap. We've got the Dream Surge event. We've got the Night Elf and Forsaken Heritage Armor. We've got customization options for the Night Elf and Forsaken. We've got the uh, Draenei, uh, Minari, Eridar uh, demonic customizations coming in. And that's actually going to be on September 12th, so it's going to be the next week after the patch launch. We've got Heroic Dawn of the Infinites, and we've got some old world loot that's coming in to the game. So uh, Blizzard did say that there's going to be some loot that was lost in the Cataclysm that's going to make its way back into the game. We've already seen some of the files unlocked from the Scarlet Monastery in the same way that we saw Skolomance unlocked in 10.1.5. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's how Blizzard is reintroducing this gear, or if there's some other method, or if you're just going to start getting these old drops. So it'll be really interesting to see. I'm really excited about that. Patch 10.2, there's a new vendor build, uh, encrypted vendor build on the Blizzard CDN servers. So it looks like we're going to be getting a 10.2 PTR very, very soon. I would assume at this point they're going to wait until after the launch of 10.1.7. And then sometime later that week, or maybe in the beginning of the week after, around the 12th, we'll get a 10.2 PTR. So it'll be very interesting to see what's on there. Emerald Dream, Green Dragonflight, and Farak trying to get his burny little hands on that World Tree sapling. So that should be a lot of fun. There's a new event that's coming in. Uh, it started today. It's called The Secrets of Azeroth. And it is, uh, let me just read this here. Players will be tasked with putting on their thinking caps to uncover who is behind a recent string of artifact thefts through a variety of daily clues, with the last clue revealing itself on September 13th. So this is, every day there's going to be a new clue, but those clues will be available after they've launched. So it, it's going to roll out the clues one by one, but then if, if you come come back to this two weeks from now or three weeks from now, and you go, oh man, I missed it. Well, that's okay. You can still do it. But what you will miss is 
You'll need to keep your eyes peeled for daily secrets and tantalizing new rumors, and even play a little follow the leader with some of your favorite community creators to discover some of the secrets of Azeroth has to offer. So that's the, the key, is the community-based event involving content creators who are going to get in there, and I'm not even sure what they're going to do. I guess we'll find out. I'll, I'll probably take a look at this in a couple of days. I'll let people run around like crazy on the first few days, and we'll see what comes of that. Let's talk about World of Warcraft Classic. We're going to talk about Classic Hardcore a little bit. The first player to hit level 60 in Classic Hardcore was Vitoshi, a gnome mage on Defy's Pillager NA. He did it after 69 hours of playing time. And uh, it was actually quite interesting. I, I heard an interview with him where he was talking about how he was a retail player, but he started playing Classic because his computer died, the power supply on his computer died, and he was unable to run retail client, so he could only run the Classic client. And so that's how he got his start on Classic. So this was kind of a happy little accident for him. Raider IO has announced that they're going to be adding a, or they have already added a new feature onto their website for classic armory of characters. So it's going to collect all of the information about your classic hardcore characters and put it available on their website. Uh, I've already checked this out. It's pretty cool. You can, I can see my character. He's on there. And um, yeah, so we have armory and classic. I didn't think that I would ever see this, but here we are. Ratchet. Wrath of the Lich King Classic, the PTR for Phase 4, 3.4.3 patch is, is live. It's up there. You can test Ice Crown Citadel. You can test the three new heroic uh, mode dungeons. There is not a test for the random dungeon finder yet, but it will be up there soon. Uh, Blizzard has acknowledged that uh, it's not quite ready for prime time yet. So we'll see uh, how that turns out. So our discussion for today is going to be about WoW Classic. And in honor of the four-year anniversary of the release of WoW Classic, let's talk about the future of WoW Classic and what that looks like. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping that we're going to get some level of Classic Plus in the future, whether that's through a season of mastery or some other means. That would be my ultimate dream. We'll see what happens. But what's really interesting is that Blizzard has followed the raid rollout cadence of Classic through Rich, Wrath of the Lich King. So Molten Core and Anixia, then Blackwing Lair, then Zulkarab, Ankaraj, and so on. But they haven't followed the same content layout as they did originally. And it's almost like when given a second chance, they did it in a smoother, cleaner way. For example, they launched the Burning Crusade Classic with Karazhan, Gruul's Lair, and Magtheridon's Lair. And then in Phase 2, they launched Tempest Keep and Serpent Shrine Cavern, which, if you remember, in the Burning Crusade originally, that all launched in the same day on... Uh, that all launched on the same... That all launched at the same time with release. So, what does that mean? It means that Blizzard is not unwilling to change things up. It's, they're not unwilling to make things work, even within Classic, where we were operating under the no changes ideal. It, we still went in and modified how the honor system was released. We modified when the, when the green dragons were added to the game. We modified when the battlegrounds were added to the game. There was a lot of changes that were done 
in Classic that were for the better, in my opinion, that they made the game more accessible. We didn't have patches that were essentially there just to add in things like weather or a patch just for the honor system. It rode along with Dire Maul and Kazak and Azurgos. The honor system was there along with those two things. So, or those three things. So what that means is that if we were to go back to do a classic plus, there's no reason why we couldn't even alter it further to say, hey, we're going to release all these new raids at with a, a different cadence, maybe a raid every three months. Maybe we do uh, AQ, we, we release AQ 21st, and then three months later we release AQ 40. There's any way that Blizzard could, could mix this up to either add to the life cycle of classic or to just change it up in, in different ways. I, I still feel like the best thing that Blizzard could do for classic would be to add new raids, to be add to add new dungeons, throw in a couple of throw in a couple of leveling dungeons, throw in a couple of raids, either 10, 20, or 40 man raids. We could have another Ubers. Uh, UBRS, would, that would be great to have a raid on the scale of Upper Black Rock Spire. That's a quick, easy raid. You get 10 people. You could do that with eight people in one tank, honestly. It's not a problem, and it's fun. You go in there, there's some really good loot in there. Put some, put some good loot in the new dungeons and raids, but also put some updated loot in the existing raids, or else people won't want to run them. You have to put something good in Molten Core to make it worthwhile. Because right now, the only reason guilds run it after Blackwing Lair comes out is because they're trying to get bindings. Otherwise, the gear in there is absolute garbage. Uh, that's not true. There's a few items in there that are pretty good. Some trinkets and uh, a couple of other things. But for the most part, there's just really not a whole lot of good gear in Molten Core. So, add, add some some incentive to go back and do those old things and and make it so that all of the content is valid you can use gear from molten core in nax it's not going to be the best gear and certainly the weapons are going to scale poorly but if you have a good trinket in nax or i'm sorry if you have a good trinket from molten core you could use that all the way through nax no problem or whatever's going to come after nax if we're going to have a a new end raid for classic plus all this to be said there's a lot that Blizzard could do with Classic. There's a lot that the player base could come up with. Sure, I could sit around and get stoned and come up with 50 ideas for Classic Plus. That doesn't mean any of them are going to be good. And I've seen plenty of content creators out there that come up with some really shitty ideas for Classic. I've seen some content creators come up with some questionable ideas for Classic Plus. And that doesn't mean that it, they're necessarily bad. It just means that from a developer standpoint, that's not something that's going to be reasonable or sustainable or really just desirable. It's not necessarily something that we're going to want to see in a Classic Plus type scenario. If this is just, instead of doing a Classic Plus, we're not adding new content and we do Season Mastery, maybe Blizzard does go ahead and add in updated loot, uh, change the itemization, uh, improve some of the classes. We're not adding any new content. It's all the same content. We're just making it flow a little better. We're making it a little smoother. That would that would be fine with me. I'll, I'll take that. In, in lieu of Classic Plus, if we get a season of Mastery where Blizzard makes things a little smoother, 
a little nicer and a little more balanced, I'm 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 good. I would I would play that. Especially if we get some sort of class balance adjustment, very minor, very very minor, but to give people who play the air quote meme specs a chance to actually get into a raid and do something useful, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that if we if we get a druid tank or a shadow priest or a rep paladin in in there and they're actually accepted and useful, that's going to be so much better than 20 warriors. So that's just my opinion. I'd like to take a moment here to, before the end of the show, just thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm really trying my best here. I know I'm not always going to produce the best content. I've listened to a lot of wild podcasts over the years, and I always thought, man, if I was running my own podcast, I would do this or that or the other thing. And so rather than just say that, I'm going to go ahead and run my own wild podcast so that somebody else can listen to it and think, wow, that guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's fine. You make your own wild podcast because the more wild podcasts are out there or, or any content, make a YouTube video, stream, whatever you want to do, create your own content because the more content that's out there, the better it is for everyone that's involved. So if you're listening to this and you've gotten to this point in the podcast, thank you. I appreciate you. You mean the world to me. Thank you.